All right, everybody. What's up, party people? Welcome to America Unhinged Radio, the America Unhinged podcast. You can also find my other chapel, not other chapel, my other channel entitled Land of Enchantment Vlog Company. You can find a lot of my um, video uploads from around town, all the fun stuff I do. Here we talk politics, we're uncensored breaking news uh give me that like comment that share subscribe don't forget to do all that to help hit the algorithm we have the worst trade of any kind ever this century i mean this tops um ben Askren for demetrius johnson this tops i don't know name any other disaster trades that you can think of any Russell Westbrook trade, um, any Kyrie Irving trade, this one tops them all. We are seriously here discussing whether we should trade one of the world's biggest arms dealers to terrorists. And we will talk about Victor Boot and all of his uh, shady dealings and his um, shifting allegiances, alliances. But there must be some reason we are even entertaining this thought, and we probably have bigger plans for him. This makes me wonder what they've been doing to him in prison, MK Ultra. They've been brainwashing him to go foment terror in Russia, and they're trying to use this deal to think that Russia's getting one of their own back. I don't know, but anyway, Brittany Griner, pretty great WNBA player, but anyways, guys, does the WNBA really matter? Has it mattered? Should we be trading one of the world's most deadly arms terrorists for the for Victor Boot? We got Satellite Jack in the comments saying, Brittany Grinder. I'm so glad you said that, Jack. This leads me to my first exhibit. No, not this uh, video with Anthony Blinken here. But look at this. This tweet. Um, we got Cam Rashad saying, definitely not somebody who's had physical contact with women. I expect to speak with Russian Foreign Minister Sorry. Women he's not related to. Uh, ain't no telling who's behind that page, bro. What page are they talking about here on Twitter? This is Brittany Grinder. <laughs> um, there's a couple of noticeable things about this picture. I will not say them for fears of the bannings on YouTube and Twitter, but that's Brittany Grinder. Has a very deep voice in it, Adam's Apple. We will probably hear her talk later. We got Anthony Blinken here now. Get ready to talk about this deal. He's saying he offered Russia a deal to free Brittany Griner, Paul Whelan exchange for Victor Boot. In the coming days, I expect to speak with Russian Foreign Minister Lavrov for the first time since the war began. Well, he's offering Russia freeze those people. Priority. You know what I mean. The release of Americans Paul Whelan and Brittany Griner have been wrongfully detained and must be allowed to come home. We put a substantial proposal on the table weeks ago to facilitate the release. Our governments have communicated repeatedly this whole thing's confusing. on that proposal. And I'll use the conversation to follow up personally and, I hope, move us toward a resolution. Can you talk about why you would make such an important, why you would put what you call a substantial offer on the table? We have two objectives. Uh, we, of course, want to see those who are wrongfully detained 
uh, be released and be able to return home. At the same time, uh, it's important that we work to reinforce the global norm against uh, these uh, arbitrary detentions, against what is truly a horrific practice. So we're working concertedly on both. Um, we demonstrated with uh, Trevor Reed, who came home a few months ago, that the president is prepared to make tough decisions um, if it means the safe return of Americans. At the same time, we are working with partners around the world uh, to use all of the relevant tools at our disposal, uh, including... I do have to say there is a rumor that's leaked out of Russia saying that Brittany Griner physically is not what she claims to be. That is something I cannot touch here. I swear to God, you got to check the internet rumblings. Just recently an executive order that the president released to respond to and impose costs on those who engage in this practice. And I believe we can actually fulfill both imperatives. All right. That's it for that short clip of um, Anthony Blinken, the CCP slash uh, U.S. Secretary of State. We also have this video from Global News talking about it more, editorializing it a bit more. Um, but I'm, I'm excited for that. This is a foreign news site. And they're going to talk about it. Let's check it out. Sorry, I switched the time up earlier. Um, today, I think, and uh, you may have heard Secretary. I catch what you're putting up there. We can talk about this earlier. Officials from the U.S. Embassy in Moscow attended the sixth session of the court hearing of American citizen Brittany Griner, who was being wrongfully detained under... If you guys haven't, please give it that like, comment, share, subscribe. After this, we will watch a 13-minute video from 60 Minutes from at least 13 years ago during the Obama administration that tells you who this guy is, why they locked him up. And this whole media narrative change is fucking bizarre. Intolerable circumstances. I want to reiterate that President Biden has been clear about the need to bring home every American who is held hostage or wrongfully detained abroad. Good to see you, user. And that includes, of course, Brittany Griner and Paul Whelan. Now, months ago... Good to see you, Jack. President Biden directed his national security team to pursue every avenue to bring Brittany home safely to her family, her friends, her loved ones, or teammates. The U.S. government continues to work aggressively pursuing every avenue to make that happen. Now, as part of those efforts... We made a substantial offer to secure the release of Paul Whelan and Brittany Griner and to bring them home, just as Secretary Blinken mentioned earlier. I would add that a high-level administration official, uh, Deputy Homeland Security Advisor Josh Geltzer, spoke today, uh, reached out, I'm sorry, today to both uh, the Whelan and Griner families ahead of Secretary Blinken's comments, um, and he's going to be having conversations with them later today and tomorrow as we by the way, I forget who Paul Whelan is. If you guys would like to um, let me know, or maybe we'll find out in this video. I am I feel like he's some kind of Trump um, acolyte or something. Fuck it, dude. I'll go on a debate, Smooth, bro. I'm really mad at Smooth for saying Native Americans and Mexicans are the same thing. I'm so salty about that. We literally have a founder of our own race called La Malinche that has been like verified historically. It has like thousands of lores written about it. They just can't like identify the exact skeleton. I'm telling you, it's not it's not right. Smooth ain't right.
That's my smooth arrange for them to connect. In order to decrease the chances for success here, we're obviously not going to be able to share more publicly about the deal. Anything you all to have him. questions about what this looks like, and I'm sure you can all understand that it's not going to help us get them home if we're negotiating in public with y'all. So I'm not going to have any more detail on that. But I will say that the president and his team are willing to take extraordinary steps to bring our people home, as we've demonstrated with Trevor Reed. And that's what we're doing right here. <laughs> it's actively happening now. This has been at the top of the... Yeah, you know what would be a great debate is... Um... We should have somebody debate smooth on the problems of racism in the African-American community and the epidemic of Asian-American hate. I want to see how well he defends that point. I would really love to see what he says. That's in an allusion to user's comment right here. I would love to have that. For the mind, for the president, and for his whole national security team. He receives regular updates about the status of our negotiations to secure Brittany and Paul's release, as well uh, as other U.S. nationals who are wrongfully detained or held hostage in Russia, and I might add, around the world as well. With that, take some questions. A few questions for you, Kirby. Just want to make sure, one, this offer was made in June. Is that right? It was made several weeks ago. I thought this was an editorial, but it's not. And our indication seems to be that they have not... And if they have not responded, what do you read into that? Again, I don't want to get into the details of negotiations, Caitlin. I would tell you that uh, the, the offer has been uh, been made, um, and uh, and uh, we certainly hope that uh, that Russia will uh, favorably engage on it. But I I don't want to get into more detail about that. This is so insane. Favorably engaged so far. Do you think this is an offer that? You guys in the comments below, let me know what you think. The United States plan for Victor Boot is. Is this like some kind of 40 chess going on between Russia and the United States? Does Russia know these probably been compromised and he's already been this or that and they're just going to try to get him back, interrogate him and execute him, poison him? Or do you think one of these sides are going to try to put into use again, whether it's the US or Russia? There's too much shit going on in the world to think this is just mere coincidence. What is your opinion on Victor Boot? And it might become more clear after the video we watched after this. So stick around for that. But, man, this is a game I don't think the United States wants to be playing. We should not release Victor Boot. We should not trade him for Brittany Griner. Brittany Griner, maybe it was an honest mistake. Maybe not. Maybe she fucked up really bad because you should be more aware of your surroundings than to take a vape oil cartridge to fucking Russia from the United States right now under the Biden administration. What are we talking about, people? This is such an absurd just tragedy of comedies that this is almost planned. This is almost like some high-end lawyers behind this. They're all trying to gin this up to get paid, get some support against Russia. And I think it's our government using Brittany Greiner as a pawn. The fact that we would sacrifice potentially our national security for a WNBA player to help placate some Wokies out here who aren't even relevant right now. This is, this is weird shit. Weird shit. In my opinion. President Biden needs to make directly. I think we're making it 
clear across the national security team uh, that we're serious about securing their release. I don't have any conversations uh, to speak about or announce on the, on the president's behalf. Uh, we believe that this is a serious proposal and we want the Russians to take it seriously as well. You. you talk about Brittany Griner and Paul Whelan being a part of this substantial serious offer as you describe it. There are other questions being asked about why Mark Vogel is not included among those names. He's a former diplomat who was a, a teacher at the Anglo-American School of Moscow. Can you explain why he is not a part of this list of Americans that are a part of this exchange? I, again, I don't want to talk specifically about what the, the modalities of the deal, as you mentioned, the word exchange. I'm just not going to get into the details of it, but, <laughs> but I would just tell you, we're, we're focused on all Americans who are held hostage and wrongfully detained around the world. That the, the, what, what, we, what we're talking about with this particular proposal is, uh, is for those two individuals. That doesn't mean that we're not also working in real time on other Americans who are unjustly detained around the world. Can you explain why he then is not a part of this I, one? I think I'm just going to leave my comments where they are, Peter. Yeah. Okay. Um, is there a risk in announcing this deal and making this deal public? There's, this is delicate work um, uh, to try to negotiate for someone's release. And every case is individual. The circumstances of their detention is unique. The circumstances of of, uh, of how they're being held and under what uh, you know under what legal basis is all unique. And of course, um, our approach then has to be unique. We try very hard to be very careful in the public sphere uh, about how much we say. Um, I I don't want to get into too much today, other than to tell you that we felt that where we are and given the, given the circumstances, certainly in, the, in part in context to uh, Ms. Mrs. Greiner having to stand uh, and testify uh, today. Um, yeah, there's no logic to this shit at all, dude. It's so absurd. That, um, that this was, that it was a, an appropriate time to, to talk about these efforts. But all right, that's enough of that. Let's go ahead and find um. I wasn't going to get to my very last clip, but I got to, I got something on here. I just want you guys to hear Brittany Griner's voice really quick. I know exactly where to uh, play it, so as soon as I find the video, I should be able to uh, get that clip in there. Let me see. I think people are starting to finally clip her voice. But not, it doesn't have the effect that they think it does. I showed you that picture of her allegedly topless. It didn't look like she had <clears throat> surgeries. I didn't see any scars. All right, here we go. Had no intention of breaking the law and did not know why she was being detained. Nothing was ever explained to me thoroughly at all. Like I said, it was a lot of short words, sign here. And at that point, it felt like I was being held against my will, so that's why I contacted it. 
family of my age and ask for legal representation. You guys judge for yourself at that point, right? My cat is kind of nibbling on my headphone cords right now, so just forgive me. She's in a very loving mood. I can't kick her off my lap exactly, but she's being a, a maniac. We're not to the last video yet. I wonder if I should play this other video here. Hold on. Let's go um, forward again. Today, I think, and uh, you might have heard Secretary Blinken talk about Hold on. this earlier. Officials from... That's blinking again, but let's see this 50 second clip. There might be more audio. For the first time, WNBA star Brittany Reiner took the stand in a drug trial in Russia. It's the sixth time Reiner has uh, gone before a Russian judge. The Phoenix Mercury player told the court her rights were not read to her when she was detained at the airport. Russian authorities say they found vape cartridges with cannabis oil in her suitcase. Reiner says she was questioned for hours, but the interpreter only translated a fraction of what was said. We still don't understand to this day like, how they ended up in my bag. I did not understand the criteria. It was more just her telling me surname, sign, really short words. Uh, she didn't explain the content of the paper. Like, I didn't know exactly what I was signing. All right, we didn't get much. It got clarified a little bit more in that last um, that last little uh, chat and whatnot. Now let's watch the short 13-minute Victor Boot documentary clip on 60 Minutes. Oh, I love these old 60 Minutes clips. They used to be good, right, until the Dems started really using them as propaganda and really um, – doing some shady shit with that channel and that network. It was really a great show at a certain time, I have to say. This is my oldest cat. Uh, her name is Maybe. She's six. She's a Trump cat. We both voted for Trump um, at least once. And I adopted her back then. She was a mountain girl whose mom died and left her all alone. And her siblings also died. She's the last one standing. I got her when she was like three or four weeks old. She's chewing on my wooden cross necklace right now. She's great. Let's see. Tonight, CBS News correspondent Armin Katayan on assignment for 60 Minutes. Rarely does the U.S. government want anyone more than it wanted this man. His name it's is maybe. Victor Boot, and he's known as the Merchant of Death. U.S. government officials say Boot became the world's most notorious arms dealer by fueling civil wars around the world. Courted by drug lords and dictators, the U.S. saw him as a threat because of his ability to arm terrorists targeting the United States. A former Russian military officer, Boot has been protected by powerful friends, and long considered untouchable by law enforcement. But three years ago, the DEA devised a bold undercover operation to capture him. The story will continue in a moment. 60 minutes. Victor Boot, uh, in, in my eyes, um, 
is one of the most dangerous men on the face of the earth. On the face of the earth. Without a doubt. Mike Braun, the former chief of operations for the U.S. Drug Enforcement Administration, told us Boot first exploded on the scene in war-torn West Africa in the late 1980s. Elevating bloody conflicts from machetes and single-shot rifles to... AK-47s, not by the thousands, but by the tens of thousands. So he weaponizes civil war in Africa. He transformed these young adolescent warriors into uh, insidious, mindless, maniacally driven killing machines that operated with assembly line efficiencies. Now 43, boot from the Soviet Republic of Tajikistan, is a mystery man who reportedly served in the Soviet Air Force and Intelligence Service. So he might have funded children's soldiers in Africa. Great, great, dude. What a what a great trade. Let's get Brittany Griner back. The U.S. has indicted him on four terror-related charges, including conspiracy to kill Americans. What makes him a threat to the United States? He is a shadow facilitator. He's arming not only designated terrorist groups, uh, insurgent groups, but he's also arming very powerful drug trafficking cartels uh, around the globe. Taking advantage of Russian military contacts at the highest levels and the collapse of the Soviet Union, federal prosecutors allege Boot essentially became a one-stop shop, offering an unlimited supply of stockpiled Cold War weapons to bad guys around the world, including Charles Taylor of Liberia, who's now on trial for war crimes. According to the U.S. indictment, Boot had a unique selling point when it came to weapons trafficking. A fleet of cargo airplanes capable of Sick. transporting weapons and military equipment anytime, anywhere. Oh, wait. Is this guy Lord of War? Is this the Nick Cage movie? I think this guy is the Nicolas Cage movie. He has to be. Oh, my God. It makes sense now. It is. Oh, I'm such a fucking... I'm like an autistic stoner sometimes. I don't make the connections. More than 60 planes in all, his own private air force. Those Russian aircraft uh, were built like flying dump trucks. He could move this stuff and drop it with pinpoint accuracy to any desert, to any jungle, to any other remote place in the world, right into the hands of what I refer to as the potpourri of global scum. By the late 1990s, Boot was a legend in the shadowy world of illicit arms dealing. So elusive that the only two pictures that surfaced of him back then were taken without Boot's knowledge by a Belgian photographer. Later, Boot became the inspiration behind Lord the Nicolas Cage character in the movie Lord Talking of War. Talking over this Lord of War clip, I will not let this I be supplied every army, this but the Salvation fair, Army. Right, use under U.S. Treasury documents reveal a boot know. empire so sophisticated, so complex, hidden behind a thick curtain of front companies, that even the U.S. government unwittingly contracted with two of his companies to deliver supplies to U.S. troops. In All right, let's go ahead and pause this right here. This is a good point for a pause. Fast Joe says, what did I miss? We are trading Brittany Griner, WNBA uh, former superstar, for Victor Boot, a.k.a. Lord of War, a.k.a. Merchant of Death, played by Nicolas Cage. Um, we're going through his bio right now on 60 Minutes, but uh, we also just before just shit on Brittany Griner and talked about how she's probably not a... Uh, Let's just say not exactly what she says she is. 
I will not be so forthcoming on YouTube, okay? I got to be a little careful. Iraq. Juan Zarate, Deputy National Security Advisor in the second Bush White House and a CBS News consultant, told us hiring Boot was a mistake. This was one of the grave complications for the United States. Uh, Victor Boot's tentacles reached so far and so deep that he had uh, access to uh, planes that could provide services for the U.S. government. Zarate admitted the U.S. could do business with Boot, but it couldn't catch him. I had always thought of Victor Boot as untouchable. Uh, and I also, frankly, didn't think uh, that anyone could get to him. A challenge Zarate from the White House threw out at a meeting with Mike Braun and his DEA team. The DEA had just pulled off a string of extraordinarily successful captures of high-value terrorism targets around the world, like Afghan drug lords. DEA agents live for the hunt. Had Mike, no one had even gotten a sniff on this guy. Let me tell you something, Armin. When, when I'm, I'm sitting there next to Juan and my guys are sitting across the table from him, the very best that our government's got to offer, and he tosses this out on the table, and I look him in the eyes, and they're looking back at me like, we'll do this. this we can do this. But it was about a 5% chance in the back of my mind. And so, um, you know, I wished them well, uh, and I went back to the White House. Mike Braun's thinking 95%, okay? Five and 95 make 100. He was, he was going down. He was in our crosshairs. The DEA supervisor put in charge of the hunt for Victor Boot was Louis Milioni. We felt that we could create a scenario that would, uh, that would pull him in. The plan was to pull Boot out of Moscow with a huge arms deal he couldn't refuse. To do that, the DEA hired an undercover agent to contact a trusted associate of Boot's named Andrew Smolian. The DEA operative said he had a big business deal for Boot. I'm thinking in terms of fishing here. It's almost like you've thrown the line in the water. There's a little bit of bait. Uh, this is a business proposition, and you're waiting to see if anything comes back with a nibble. We're really waiting to see what, yeah, exactly what, what Smolian says and um, you know, what he says about Boot. And that as it comes back, spoke to Boris, anything possible with farming equipment. That's correct. Boris was code for Boot, farming equipment for weapons. That exchange led to the island of Curacao, few hundred miles off the coast of Colombia. It was here that Boots' buddy, Andrew Smolian, would first meet the two DEA this undercover guys officials in the Colombian rebel terrorist group known as the FARC. The two fake rebels, Eduardo and what? El Comandante. We would... are treating Brittany Griner for the guy who funded the FARC in Colombia? you got to be shitting me. Say they want to buy millions of dollars worth of weapons to fight the Colombian army and the U.S. military pilots protecting them. Simoleon has to believe that Eduardo and El Comandante are real. Right, if Simoleon doesn't believe it, we're done and then um, we go home. The meeting is about to take place. What's your temperature like? Your heart rate goes, is up a little bit and you, your, your adrenaline's going a little bit, you have butterflies. Emotions that only escalated when at this hotel in Curacao, the fake rebels tell Smolian, Boots buddy, they want to spend $12 million on everything from sniper rifles to surface-to-air missiles. He bites off on it. In fact, he eats the whole thing whole. So it was, it was very successful. So successful, Smolian immediately flew to Moscow to present the deal to Boris, the man the DEA believes is Boot. 
Two weeks later, in another meeting, this time in Copenhagen, Smolian told the DEA operatives that his Russian business partner really liked the deal. And then he revealed who that man in Moscow really is. You know who this man is that we're getting the way. You know how easy it is to find a high-end, white-collar criminal in Moscow? Pull over every foreigner or stop every foreigner that goes through the flight gates in Moscow. That place is the wealthiest country in the world, according to real estate standards, I believe. At least it was when I was in college, you know, late 2008, 2009 kind of era. I don't know if it's still the case, but I believe... They have an incredibly high percentage of billionaires and some dirty business goes on. Dirty, dirty business goes on in, in Moscow. Weapons from. This is Boot. B-O-U-T. He's wanted by the world. They call him the merchant of death. B-O-U-T. You don't just yeah, walk into Moscow. We marveled that Smolian would do that, but it was just great evidence. The DEA was... Michael Jackson had a song about this called Stranger in Moscow. Everybody knows what you're doing in Moscow. He's in the game, but Boot was still safe and secure in Russia and reluctant to leave. The DEA undercovers insisted they couldn't go to Moscow, but had to meet Boot to seal the deal. And Boot's going to know that that's how these deals are going to work. Comandante is not going to release these millions of dollars for these weapons to anybody until he at least shakes hands, talks, looks Boot in the eye. And then we can move on. That's how we countered and, and Boot went for it. Next stop, Romania, just three days later. The play was to entice Boot to Bucharest, claiming that's where the money was stashed to pay for the weapons. Boot said he'd come, but then he had trouble getting a visa. The case stalled. After 10 days of waiting for Boot, the top DEA agent made a gutsy call to walk away. So you've been chasing this guy hard for two months. Almost got him. And you got to make the decision to step away from the table. If we were real, we wouldn't stay there forever. We're going to now step away and say, look, we need to take care of some other things. But it's time for us to leave. Over the next two weeks. What do you guys think about that? What do you think about them voluntarily withdrawing? Do you think they got paid? Do you think they got paid by the Russian government to step away on the side? Are you guys, are are you kidding me? You, do you do you not think that these investigators get counteroffers from foreign governments? This is a whole shit show. And I think with the Hunter Biden debacle, I'm just coming to this conclusion right now. A lot of Victor Boots dealings going to come to light. So now they got to try to like, how do they spin this narrative, make it an absolutely huge news deal? Oh, let's get Brittany Griner and then let's swap Victor Boot out and let's bury this little connection. What do you guys think about that? Am I a little too conspiratorial here? Smilioni came up with a new plan to reel Boot in. The phony rebels told Boot they would be in Bangkok soon. Asked if he could get there. Boot agreed. The morning Boot arrived in Bangkok, the DEA and Thai police had gathered downtown, waiting for word from cops at the airport that the merchant of death had landed. They call us in the room and they tell us that he's here. What was the... It a was, moment like there. It was just unbelievable because we knew 
at that point, you know, you're kind of like holding on as you climb up the mountain at different points in the investigation. This was one where at that point I believed and the other investigators believed not only are we in the game, he shows up at this meeting. We've got him. It's He's going to be arrested. Now, obviously, I said what I said, right? Obviously, he's arrested, but they're waiting. They've been waiting for a deal. The Biden administration has been sitting on this. You know, I know I went a little bit ahead of myself there with what I was saying. Like, obviously, he's in jail. He's getting out. But why is the Biden administration wanting to let him out now? Boot drove to this hotel and met the two fake arms buyers in a conference room on the 27th floor. Here, the DEA's undercover team told Boot they want his weapons to kill Americans. The Comandante and Eduardo make it very clear. He said, we're fighting against the United States. Boot responds and says, look, they're after me too. He said, but we are together in this. They are my enemy also. Eduardo and Comandante talk about how they want sniper sights for the rifles that they have so that they could, quote, start blowing the heads off American pilots. Boot's response immediately is... Yes. Then the DEA said Boot jotted down on these pages what he intended to deliver for $12 million, including between seven and 800 surface-to-air missiles. 5,000 AK-47s, anti-personnel mines, fragmentation grenades, um, armor-piercing rockets, money laundering services, and all within the context of speaking about a shared ideology of communism and fighting against the Americans. After two hours, one of the DEA undercovers made a call, a signal it was time to move in. Within minutes, the Thai police and DEA agents burst into the room. You see Boot across the far end of like a boardroom type table, standing up with his hands inside his briefcase. And they give him the command to put his hands up and he hesitates. And they immediately focused in with their weapons, and gave them the command again. Are you thinking we've come all this way to see Victor Boot shot by a Thai policeman? The thought did cross my mind that something really bad is going to happen to him right here. But then he complied. It turned out there was no weapon in the briefcase. The disarming of Victor Boot was now officially complete. The Thai's cuffing. He's taken into custody. Smolian's taken into custody. Does Boot say anything? The game is over or something like that. The game is over. Right. But then a new game began. So stupid. Boot became the center of a legal tug of war between the U.S. and Russia, which wanted him released back to Moscow. Boot said he only went to Thailand as a simple tourist, not an arms deal. Boot and the Russians managed to delay his extradition to America for more than two and a half years. But last Tuesday, after a sting that played out on three continents, the DEA finally got their man. They flew him to New York, where he pled not guilty to charges including conspiracy to kill Americans. When Boot rode under tight security in a convoy to jail in Manhattan, riding right along with him was Louis Milione. This is the Lord of War, the Merchant of Death. Right. And you've got him in your hands. Right, he's in custody. It's a great feeling. It's an absolutely great feeling. All right, everybody. I'm just super fascinated by this case. I did this impromptu. I'm a little bit buzzed. I'm like, holy shit, Victor Boot for Brittany Griner. There's a lot of speculation about what's happening right now. Why does Russia want him back so badly? And do they want him back so badly because he could prove something against the current administration? Um, why is the U.S. panicking and like agreeing to this to give him back to Russia? Like, is it an exchange for silence? Um, the 
um, parts of the media or like what what interest would Russia have in making this agreement right now in the middle of the Ukrainian conflict when we're allegedly funding the Ukrainian side against them shipping war weapons to Ukraine and we're negotiating a WNBA player for Victor Boot this is kayfabe this is kayfabe this is pro wrestling this is that concept of everything being scripted. There's a heel and there's a face. There's a hero and there's a villain. Oh, I don't. This is so much more complex. You got to view this as Russia has some dirt on the U.S. and the U.S. is like being really eager to comply with giving Victor Boot back to Russia. Not not the fact that Brittany Griner is involved because the United States just does not give a shit about Brittany Griner. Nobody cares about Brittany Griner. Nobody cares about the WNBA. Like, literally, I hate to say this, this is so cold-blooded. People literally don't give a shit about her in terms of social media clout, in terms of web traffic. This is the only time she ever gets web trafficking. And there's some greater mysteries at work. Have a good night, everybody. We'll talk to you later. Tune into Satellite Jack later on tonight. If you did not, go back and rewatch this episode and see the beginning. Give me that like, comment, that share, subscribe. Hasta luego.